MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings. Welcome in. Second half of the show begins. We've uh, taken all the halftime festivities in the marching band, and we're telling them to leave because we got to get back to action, much like they did for the ceremony for Paul Gasol. And, and we had a Yeti sighting here, Rich, up in the rafters. He just wasn't on video. No, in the building at the crypt, Phil Jackson. Wow. Wow. In, in, um, in-person sighting. 
Okay. Yeah, I, you know, they were going through some of the luminaries, and you're seeing people being pointed out. If you do your uh, Twitter scroll and follow some of our, our buddies like Dan Wojcicki from the L.A. Times, like there's Adam Sandler and obviously the obligatory shot of Jeannie Buss. Jimmy Butler was there on a night off to go pay tribute to his former Bulls teammate, show him some love, uh, and then he uh, dapped him up and left, uh, or, or so it seemed. And then they, they had the shot of Phil Jackson where he was sitting high up like he was Sting in the old WCW promos, like he was going to come scaling down to create chaos, maybe take over the coaching. Can you imagine if that that is what occurred? Like if all of a sudden, <laughs> like almost like a WWE entrance, he just came like paracording down from the rafters, unbuckled from his harness, and then just got into a full-on fistfight with Darvin Ham to start the second half. And immediately went to the famous whistle, yelling, hey, at the top of his <laughs> lungs. Such great stuff. Mike Harmon, Rich Ornberger with you here. Jason Smith off tonight. Uh, reminder, you're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there on unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We've seen some chippiness in this game. 93-88 Memphis lead. About 8 minutes remaining in the 4th quarter. Uh, coming up in about 15 to 20 minutes from now, we'll go live to the Crip. Our guy Mark Medina, senior writer and insider over at NBA.com to talk about the environment. Talk about all that he's hearing. Including appropriately given the news cycle the Grizz are in town so what he's hearing who he's talking to about the latest of the team the NBA and the Ja Morant investigation that's coming up 15 minutes from now but we turn our attention back to the NFL and even though we didn't do a lot of Mets talk with John Paul Morosi uh, we are obligated contractually to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit even if it involves potentially him signing with the Jets so they had everybody fly on a, a jet to California. And this is where it gets fun because people start poking poking the proverbial bear here, Rich. Uh, but think about it. He'll go work for people associated with Johnson & Johnson. Hmm. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers doesn't like uh, big pharma, <laughs> so kind of a curiosity there, of course. So you have a uh, you know that to, to put on the back burner. But I'd love to hear the conversation on the plane from all the executives going. What are we walking into? It's right. like, you know, what is it? Apocalypse now when you're going to try to find Marlon Brando's character and you're kind of wandering and you're in the boat and then you're on the land and it's like, and then you go into the little hut and there he is. Is that yeah. the kind of thing that we're going to find with Aaron Rodgers when they finally get to a face to face? Yeah. They, like he's, 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 you know, he's in a wooded area. His, his facial hair is overgrown. He's wearing a, a headband that may be, may be made out of the enemy for all we know. I mean, this, this is somebody who's, who's put himself through the wars. I here, here's the reality of Aaron Rodgers and, and my thought process on, on what he does next. He's, He's going to go to the team that pays him the most money, you know? I, so I going honest, full mercenary style at this point? Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. The reason why I think that the situation fell apart last year and he ended up back with the Green Bay Packers was because the Green Bay Packers came up with the most money. I, I mean, what has Aaron Rodgers 
proven to us other than, you know, look, he's great. There's no question about it. And I still think he, he has great seasons, and I do mean that pluralized, left in him. However, I don't think that – I don't think that it's as difficult as we're making it out. I think that he's absolutely trying to exert his will over personnel decision-making and has made it clear that he wants some say. And I think that the Green Bay Packers have acquiesced to some or most of those demands. Uh, I think that he definitely wants a say in how the offense is ran and, and you know, specifically when you're in those tight situations at the end of games or halves that could really determine outcomes. Um, but outside that, the, the other thing that it really feels like he, he wants is ultimately what people chase when they're getting toward their retirement. You know, what is common about retirement? A lot of people start talking about money. They start talking about, okay, um, if I just hang in there for two more years, I can I can earn 80% of my salary on my pension. I just got to make it to 64. I just got to make it to 66. Whatever number, whatever carrot you're dangling over your head, right? That's, that's what the common man or woman says when they're getting toward the end of their career. How about for Aaron Rodgers? Wouldn't it be great if he could have his cake and eat it too? If he could be on a team that has a real shot at contending, whether it be in the AFC or the NFC, but then also get paid a final paycheck that is larger than what he's getting paid currently. I I think that's probably a big part of the consideration here. Yeah, I think as we go through like the teams that commented or had people commenting for them, uh, reporters, insiders on social media that are out on Lamar Jackson, it becomes the, all right, do you have another iron in the fire? Right, as, as related to... With, with Rodgers, the ask in terms of a trade, whatever the money is, the picks and the compensation isn't going to be as drastic as Lamar, right? you got to give up two number ones. Whereas with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you're doing that, especially if you're picking up the lion's share of that $60 million, right? Because he played right. bully ball with them, and they were desperate. He won back-to-back MVPs. Jordan Love, as much as you may like him, you like him in a bubble, Right, you haven't really seen him with a large sample size, so extrapolating that on on field play, it's kind of like the San Francisco trying to figure out what the hell they're doing with Trey Lance and these guys, right? Yeah, you may like it in theory, but that's why you still hear whispers of Garoppolo sticking around or Brady coming up there or insert mystery quarterback C that comes in. Right, Las Vegas is in no man's land; they haven't really generated a lot of co- confidence with their public comments not only about the quarterback position, but just in terms of the direction of the franchise, which I know isn't really a surprise to anybody. But here was a, a, a pretty much a slam dunk as you had decided that Derek Carr was no longer your guy. There's got to be a plan B. So either give me a, a thing to prop up Jared Stidham, who's on the roster, or tell me that you're moving into another direction. Just say, hey, you know, we don't know. Yeah. All right. You got to be able to sell me somewhere. We're going aggressively into the Marcus place. Um, look, I, I got to pause here just really quick. I wanted to give you love for uh, getting the word aperture into the last hour. <laughs> 
because you know me, I, I love being a wordsmith, and that's what we call a $5 word here. So that goes into your jar for whatever purpose, maybe a larger sandwich, uh, the next time you get out and about uh, to one of the many uh, purveyors of fine delicacies in the San Diego area. But an opening, a hole, a gap. Good that's job right. by you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I'll work in a couple more SAT words before. No, that was good. That, no, that's good. We got we got to look to be the erudite and well-read uh, individuals that we are. Scholarly. But, well, yeah, no, no question about it. Uh, or at least pretend to be for four hours every day, uh, even though I can't do my kids' high school math because they <laughs> changed. Well, I can do it. I can get you to the right answer. It's like, yeah, teacher's not accepting the work that you did here, Dad. It's like, it's a new math. I'm like, well, then then beat it. The old math works just the same. Uh, Same answer here, pal. Uh, You you don't call me a liar and tell me I don't know what I'm doing. But it's all fuzzy math in terms of trying to figure out how they navigate this because Rodgers holds the cards, right? How obstinate and and a pain he is. And if I I guess you look at Green Bay, they did clear up a lot of cap space as almost as if they were readying for the inevitable disaster that this becomes. Well, Green Bay is being so unbelievably soft with this per sources. Um, they're basically, okay, so this is the most recent report, and, and update me if you saw something more recent, but this is the most recent report I saw. Green Bay really means it this time. Yes. They don't want Aaron to want to come back. Are you kidding me? Like, could you be any more soft than that? We don't want Aaron to want to come back. So essentially what you're saying is Aaron's going to do whatever he wants to do, and we're going to listen. But we really would rather him not. Like, come on. The we Packers, put tacks on his stool yeah, and like, barbed wire over his locker. It's just so dumb. I mean, honestly, if, if that's what you're going to say, you know what you should say? Nothing at all. Yeah. Nothing at all. Because whoever they told that to, whether it was Guten Kunst or, you know, their president of the team, or if it was, you know, the head coach, Matt LaFleur, whoever it was, like, you know, just keep all of that nonsense to yourself. It does nothing for you but make you look like a bunch of fools. It really does. I mean, we we mean it. We mean it this time. We don't want Aaron if he doesn't want us. You sound like that boyfriend in in high school who's just who's just groveling at the feet of his ex girlfriend. You know, this is. I mean, if she cheats on me like two more times, that's <laughs> it. We're maybe done it's just so ridiculous it's so laughable and then Aaron Rodgers like you said he really does hold all the cards he's the magic man he's the reason why the Green Bay Packers have been relevant for this decade and a half and they could potentially be spiraling down the drain of irrelevancy that many teams have spiraled once their franchise quarterback moves on from them, whether it's in retirement, in trade, or free agency, or otherwise, it's just the way this league works sometimes. Now, like you said, maybe it'll work out with Jordan Love, and maybe they found the next Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers in Jordan Love, and, you know, the Green Bay legacy of, you know, complicated quarterbacks who are super talented begins because he's had to be waiting behind a super talented complicated quarterback so maybe that complicates him I don't know I don't know the makeup I don't know the character we'll find out about Jordan Love maybe sooner than later but for now 
Green Bay should just, I'm talking about everybody inside that building, outside the players, should just keep their mouths shut, let Aaron Rodgers work through this process. If they really want him back or don't want him back, keep it to yourself because it will have zero impact on this decision-making process anyways. It really is and truly is all up to Aaron. And unfortunately, they're at the whim of this guy who enjoys himself some hallucinogenic tea and darkness retreats. And so in for a penny, in for a pound, you know, and we'll see what the results will be. Yeah, proper use of the term character, both describing what you know of Rodgers and what may be, however it's however you want to use the word character there. He's Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we turn our attention to the NBA and the celebration in the final moments there at the Crypt. But, you know, shopping for tires can be deflating. Not at TireRack.com. Fast, free shipping and free road hazard protection. That's just the start. Did you know that they test tires? They've got their own test track where they push tires to the limit. Great traction and a comfortable ride. They share their results so you can make an informed choice. Go to TireRack.com slash sports and tell them what you drive. Not sure where to begin? Well, how about you try the Tire Decision Guide for a personalized tire recommendation? Right tires for how, what, and where you drive. And they sell only the best, like the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers with free road hazard protection. Mobile tire installations available in many areas. They'll bring new tires to you at home or at work and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Continental test results and their special offers. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? 
So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Welcome back in to the TireRack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios. Jason Smith show with me, Mike Harmon. No Jason Smith tonight, still licking his wounds after the Knicks lose to a Lamelo Ballas, uh, Charlotte Hornets squad. Wow, I, I just said that. And now I, I listened back in my head, Rich, and maybe it didn't go as as well as I thought. Uh, but joining us now on the hotline, uh, senior writer, insider, NBA.com. He's live from the crypt. You find him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina, setting the scene there all night long. Festive atmosphere, chippy game, blood on the court, and Phil Jackson in the stands. Other than that, a normal Tuesday night, huh? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we'll see if this ends in a happy ending for the Lakers as they're fighting tooth and nail with the Grizzlies where every game counts, uh, you know, with the standings uh, playing tournament, playoff implications on the line. But I think regardless, everyone's going to remember about all the emotions of Pal Gasol's retirement jersey. Um, you know, there was a lot of bittersweet feelings because Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, is not with us. Mm-hmm. And it was just really fitting. They played, uh, you know, one of many video tributes for Pal in which Kobe had a recorded message in 2018 predicting that not only would Pal Gasol have his Lakers jersey retired, but it would be along right side his own jerseys, and that's exactly what happened. So hence, Pal got uh, very emotional and uh, had some moments with Vanessa and the, and the girls. How was Pau's relationship with Kobe during their time playing together and then post-career? Because we know it was complicated with Shaq for many years. And oddly enough, unfortunately, in his passing, I think Shaq, uh, maybe he was forced to come to realize how important Kobe was to his life and to his career. But how was it between Kobe and, and Pau? Yeah, I think it was a perfect relationship, uh, you know, as far as a partnership goes. Not to say that everything was always peaches and cream. Sometimes Pal got frustrated when Kobe shot the ball too much. Sometimes Kobe would get frustrated with Pal when he didn't feel he was aggressive enough. But just in terms of their partnership, it was as perfect as you can be. Basically, it's what former longtime Lakers trainer uh, Gary Vitti summed up to me this way, that Pal was willing to be the Robin to Kobe's Batman, unlike Shaquille O'Neal. Um, because of that power struggle. And so 
clearly Pal knew that he was coming to the Lakers as the number two guy, and that's what made him most comfortable. But they also really blended their personalities together, having the European background and having you know this really intellectual curiosity, not just about the game but the world at large. Um, and they also knew how to play off each other. Kobe's the ultimate scorer, a backcourt player, and Powell's a great post-up player. But as far as their relationship afterwards, I, I think it really strengthened. Um, you know, unfortunately, one of the pillars of strength was following his tragedy that, you know, Powell really became a source of comfort for the Bryant family, you know, being a godfather for, uh, you know, their, uh, the rest of the family. And I thought it was really telling during a pregame press conference. He was saying, you know, I miss him a lot. There's nothing I can do about but to love his family. So that's how I deal with it. So I think that, you know, the bond was already strong, but because of the tragic circumstances, he's really struck a close relationship with Vanessa Bryant and Natalia. Senior writer, insider, NBA.com. Our, our friend joins us each and every week. Family uh, at this point here, Fox Sports Radio. It's Mark Medina. Find him on Twitter at Mark G underscore Medina. He's been doing a great job capturing all of the emotions, all of the ceremony. And, and really, Mark, it, it strikes me uh, as a steep contrast. I was saying this to, to Frostberg a little bit before, Justin and I. Uh, this feels like the celebration of, of Lakerdom, right? Laker nation and what we've known as the history versus whatever that was when LeBron passed Kareem. Yeah. I mean, look, I was in the building as well. And uh, when LeBron passed Kareem and there was definitely a festive atmosphere, I think there was appreciation for what, what LeBron James on a historical level. And there were Laker ties with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar being part of the Lakers, but no matter what LeBron James accomplished, you know, with that one championship in the bubble, whatever else uh, is in store for him this season, the next season, and for whatever, however long he remains a Laker, he's just not going to be viewed through the same lens. Uh, you know, and it's not even just Kobe Bryant, who's been a superstar who is with the franchise for an entire season. I think even someone as a complimentary all-star like Pal Gasol, who, you know, wasn't with the Lakers his whole season, but was a key piece of the championship teams in 2009 and 10. I think that's, Laker fans will feel more reverence for him because uh, it was more organic. I think here it feels more like a transactional relationship where, the, you know, the Lakers appreciate what LeBron has to offer. They obviously carved out a lot of cap space to get him, and they're thankful for the championships. But, you know, it's very much feels like it's just a business relationship and nothing else. That's such a great point. I'm so glad you pointed that out because I actually made that point or a similar point, I should say, and maybe not as articulate as you just laid out there recently. It just feels very Disney with LeBron James. You know, there was like a authenticity and a grittiness and I don't know, maybe a little bit more realism to the approach when Kobe Bryant was at the helm of these Lakers teams and and like you just described I think perfectly it just it feels a little bit more transactional and even though it has all of the trappings of hey you know it's LeBron James and he's a big big star and he really cares about the Lakers fans there's always that feeling in the pit of your stomach like does he really or or is he more self-motivated which is fine you know is he really more interested in collecting more championships for his trophy case individually, which is fine. But but there was something about Kobe that made you believe that he really did. It wasn't just for him. It wasn't just for his teammates. 
It was also for the city. Is that overstating it? Is that maybe hindsight being a little prettier than the actual reality of the time it was when Kobe was the Lakers star? Well, I think there's definitely elements of truth to it, but there's also a lot of shades of gray here where I think, you know, LeBron James, I don't think that he joined the Lakers just to enjoy the L.A. lifestyle or have, you know, Bronny be able to play here in L.A. Uh, He was here to win championships, but it is for his legacy about, you know, hey, being able to help a esteemed franchise win a title, you know, how does this uh, help his case as far as the GOAT debates are concerned. But I think that there's also been a feeling of, hey, uh, from LeBron's end of, hey, the Lakers should feel grateful for what I did. I mean, they went through a 10-year championship drought, and, you know, even through this season, I think there was a feeling of, hey, why aren't the Lakers showing more urgency of putting a roster, a better roster behind me when I'm still playing at such a high level in year 20? And I know that some of those frustrations boiled again when he got hurt because it was one of these things like, hey, we just started playing a lot better and we're in the thick of it, but why couldn't we made these roster changes earlier in the season? The interesting thing about Kobe, no doubt, there's no way around it. He was there for 20 years. He was able to win five championships. But think of the butterfly effect that Pau Gasol has on him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I talked with a lot of people in the last week about Pau's contributions to those two title runs. And you go down the line, Phil Jackson, uh, Mitch Kupchak, the former Lakers GM, to former teammates like Luke Walton and Meta Sanford Artest, the longtime trainer, Gary Beatty, even Jeannie Buss, they all admit that even when you account for Kobe's greatness and Phil Jackson's influence in a really well-constructed team, if it wasn't for Powell, they wouldn't have gotten to three consecutive finals and would have won those two NBA championships. So what does that mean for Kobe? Well, not only would his ring count have gotten lower, but think of the context in which Powell Gasol got there. It was less than a year uh, removed from when Kobe was starting to get frustrated mm-hmm. with the Lakers' front office and you know putting a championship-caliber roster around him, and he started demanding a trade. And, you know, the Lakers – put their you know foot uh, down saying we're not going to do this but it did get to a point where they were entertaining deals so long it would as long as it would help them in the long run and it was you know somewhat of a reasonable deal and they never found that but just think of if Powell didn't get there would Kobe get more frustrated and ask for a trade again and then lo and behold where would he end up so you know these kind of things have a way of affecting a lot of players' careers and and their legacy. So it's it's very interesting. I think Kobe is very well aware of that, and that's why I think that when I talk to people, they they explain that Kobe and Powell very well knew that they both needed each other in order to win. Yeah, a trade that was uh, seen a, a bit controversial. I know a lot of uh, stomping, and and I did love that dramatic pause when you said foot down. I, I think the foot was going somewhere else for a minute in your head there, Mark. Uh, the Lakers win this game 112-103. Anthony Davis, we had another oh my goodness moment when he took a, a right jab. I mean, that was like straight out of a uh, training video uh, from Roddy there early in the for- first quarter. But he finishes with 30 and 22, four players with at least 17 points. Has Frostburg been right when he's deafened me by yelling, Lakers are back! Well, you know, it changes game to game. I mean, he can uh, yell all he wants right now. The Lakers are back because they're still in the thick of the playoff hunt. But it's, for better and for worse, this whole season has been like a series of whack-a-mole. Like, just when you think <laughs> the Lakers solve a problem, a new one exists. 
here's what happens. First, hey, LeBron's playing out of his mind, but the rest of the team isn't great. And Russell Westbrook is performing a lot of moves that scratch your head. Okay, they finally make some moves before the trade deadline with some better roster pieces. They start winning. LeBron gets hurt. Here, um, you know, Anthony Davis has taken the mantle since LeBron's gotten hurt and really to raise his game to another level. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to win every single game because LeBron James is kind of good at basketball, but, you know, they're still in the thick of it. And because, you know, this wild, wild west is so wide open, who knows what it winds up being. I mean, they literally, uh, they could be as best as a sixth seed or miss the playoffs entirely. It's very unpredictable, but that's why it should be an exciting last few weeks. Yeah, we're pumped about it over here. I know there's a lot of basketball fans and definitely at least one who is watching with bated breath to see what happens with the Los Angeles Lakers. You know who you are. Um, Mark, last question before you go. Uh, Jean Morant, your, your reaction to, I guess, the Instagram live post and you know what he was involved with allegedly i is is this is this something that's going to have a long standing impact on his career or do you think this is potentially a one and done scenario and all parties move on from here and he continues on the track he was on prior to everything yeah it's a really interesting question no doubt it's a significant pivot point in his career but we don't know which you know uh, I guess pathway happens largely because the NBA is still investigating mm-hmm. this situation. And so that's why, you know, the Grizzlies have left it indefinite as far as when he's out. We asked for clarity to Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins before the game on where things stand because the initial statement was John Moran was going to be away from the team for the first, the next two games in their, uh, in LA against the Clippers and the Lakers. Well, what about onward? They play the Golden State Warriors back at home on Thursday. Taylor Jenkins did, did not provide any sort of uh, clarity on that because the NBA hasn't made a decision. And so I think because of that, I would be very surprised if he plays on Thursday. And I think that, you know, for all, in my view, I think the shortcomings that the Grizzlies had with downplaying some of the initial stories about, you know, his conduct or at least people around him pertain to Pacer security officials or, you know, the alleged incident involving he and his friends beating up a minor in a pickup basketball game in his house. They really kind of downplayed those sort of stories and shot the messenger. And here they've been trying to convey the message that they take, you know, what John Morant did seriously as far as gun violence and the message it takes and that he has to be accountable. But the problem is we don't know what that accountability looks like. And I think there's been a few troubling signs the last few days, uh, you know, following the, the Grizzlies game against the Clippers. We're asking some of the team, uh, some of the players for reaction. And Jaron Jackson Jr., for example, admitted that he didn't really think it was that big of a deal that Ja was flashing a gun in an Instagram video. Right. That That's a head-scratcher. I think also, you know, another thing that's a head-scratcher is when teams are on the road and players go out, usually team security are with them. And so was a team security official with Ja when he went out in the club in Denver after their game against the Nuggets, we don't know the answers to that. So I think all those things partly explain why the NBA hasn't really made a decision one way or the other. And I do have concerns on, does this mean that the that the league and the team might sweep us under the rug and say, hey, you served your punishment, you're fine, or they, will they really take this seriously? I wish I had the answers to it, but I'm just as fascinated as you guys are.
No, that's it, right? The, you've got the elation of the Pau Gasol and the emotion of the room on one side, and then you've got the Grizzlies and everything swirling there. A team still in, in the number two seed coming into tonight. Lakers now sitting at the number nine. Mark, uh, good luck in the post-game scrum. We appreciate you taking a few minutes with us here to give us a, a feel for what's going on tonight. Thanks so much. I appreciate you guys as always. Appreciate you. That's Mark Medina, NBA.com. Our friend joins us each and every week here uh, on Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Again, Jason, uh, the Knicks finally lost. He took a night off. No days off. It's the Belichick motto, and he screwed it up, and he screwed his Knicks winning streak. See what happens there, Rich? I'm happy to have you here because I was tired of hearing about the damn Knicks. (laughs) I think we all are collectively a little sick of the Knicks and the Jets Yes, them too. Them too. Yeah, I hated them when they were in New York, and I hate them now that they're in L.A. It's unbelievable. Um, no, yeah, I, I really – I'm fascinated by the matchup we have on the court tonight because, like you said, there's so many ins and outs here with the emotion of Pau Gasol, with the fact that LeBron's chasing legacy items, that A.D. has finally turned up in this whole mess of a season for the Lakers and may help them put a cap on it the right way, that John Morant – is off the rails after he was climbing to the tippy top of the 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 league. I mean, it's just there's storylines every which way you look on the court tonight. Thirty and twenty-two for AD in the win. One twelve, one hundred three. The We're final back, job. baby. There you have it. The John Mar- <laughs> the John Morant situation, though, troubling. We've been chronicling uh, those those incidences, and as we signed off on Friday, it was all right. What what's next? You know, what's in any investigation? What do the Grizzlies do? What do the league do? I wake up Saturday morning, Rich, and now we get the video that comes out. And to Mark's point, there there've been a lot of NBA players go. Did he break a law? Right. And a, and a lot right. of pundits to that point. It's like. Okay, there's the law and legalese. There's also the, you know, the Roger Goodell. You played in the NFL. You, you've worked around the league. It's the protect the shield kind of moment. And, well, certainly for John Morant right now in, in potentially a heap of trouble because he may have a 50-game suspension if they find out that gun was on the team plane. Uh, so we'll keep watching as more information breaks. But right now, Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. There is no Jason Smith tonight. Nope. We've taken over and Rich Ornberger's along for the ride. No better blocker to have alongside me or leading the way for me to gallop into the defensive backfield here of Sports Talk Radio. See, there you go. I, I painted a picture for you. <laughs> that was, was coming really up in artistic. Well, I'm trying, buddy. You know, you still got a, a good first step, and and I see the work you're doing, the good work down in in San Diego, and and all the the different iterations of chaos that you've signed on for. So, uh, I hope you got some insurance riders along with that. But we'll get into that a little more uh, uh, next hour as we go, because I think this one is near and dear to your heart as well as mine, because because we're both guys that like to cook. Oh yeah, the gastronomic delights uh, that that we find uh, wherever we may be. Whether we're cooking ourselves, your instructional videos. I've done some of those in the past. Beyond more than uh, here's my final product on a plate. No, let's go step to step. You've got the blowtorch and everything else. Well, at the Intuit Dome construction milestone, you you had the uh, well the beginnings of great things, and today the next steps. The Clippers all in attendance as they get ready to leave the crypt. And Steve Ballmer said, you know what? Not only is it going to be the best arena, the most up-to-date, the most technologically sound ever, he wanted to let you know he made sure one feature, one thing that you need everywhere you go was going to be top-notch. <laughs> Toilets! <laughs> Three times as many. There's your selling feature. Three times as many. No waiting. And let's face it, I, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, and, and the, the body just doesn't respond. I, I have to plow through. you got medications that, that help flush the system, all of those things. you got to have that. So that's an amenity that I think people can get behind here, Rich. 
I I love his enthusiasm. It is so completely infectious. Um, but I I mean I just I defy everyone to find yourself someone to love you the way Steve Ballmer loves toilets. I no, mean, d- just please for 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 love or money, just find somebody who can be that passionate about you, um, the way he is about uh, about you know look the the essentials, the way you put it. I thought was perfect earlier. Okay, look, I I know he's ultimately putting on his salesman hat here, you know, and he's trying to find the thing to get excited about today for the Intuit Dome. But, I mean, nobody is really going to follow you into base camp at Everest. You know, is, nobody's really all that pumped to uh, to take the climb up the, to the mountaintop with you if, if what you're going to be really focusing on is, and trust me, on our way up the mountain, there's going to be plenty of places to relieve yourself this is going to be a cinch like no it let's let's focus on the video boards let's focus on how wide the seats are you know how much room you're going to have on the armrest from seat to seat how much how the uh the concessions are going to flow i i I don't i don't think anybody was really thinking like you know what this dome needs is three times the normal amount of toilets guys it's a clipper game who the hell is going to be in a rush to get back to their seat (laughs) There there is some of that uh, nicely done by the riding on top of the world in the playoffs if the season stopped today, Justin Frost. Ninth seed, yo. Look at that. On the the magic path to the sixth seed in a crumbling middle tier of the Western Conference. Uh, But, you know, you got to sell something here i mean better wi-fi cool i mean we've already done the wider seats and video boards i you know um you could go down to anaheim for a baseball game and they'll bring you the sandwich to your seat and that's you know become pretty commonplace right more or less the in-stadium DoorDash or uber eats kind of philosophy so you're trying to find that different experience part of it you know should be you're going to put a little more money into the halftime show no disrespect to the frisbee catch dog or the woman on the unicycle the uh, red panda yeah. uh, and, and and all of that but i mean we've seen it we've done it and gallagher's no longer with us so we can't explode fruit anymore so yeah. we we need something else i you know trick shots half court shots for money now nah, we've seen it unless they're jumping through a ring of fire while in a cougar outfit like they're will ferrell i mean it just doesn't do it for me so you can bring me some bands bring me some area legends bring me some uh you know partner with one of the radio stations to have some sort of contest for the next hot band in the city i don't know give me something maybe a couple of uh bruskers out there that are you know normally trying to get you to throw money in a hat this is their opportunity to shine well, like I said, I if if I'm nothing, I'm a fan of enthusiasm. I'm a fan of passion, and I can I can get behind most things. I don't know if like I'm I'm buying a ticket to a Clippers game though to experience it. And also, by the way, I am a quality over quantity guy. You know, oh, so sure. if you tell me, okay, we're gonna have three thousand toilets, tell tell me about the flushing power. Like you know, on, what kind on, are they? Are they low flow? I mean, you know, or, how or, many or gallons we, per flush are we talking no, that's about? It. 
You know, are we talking Toto? Are we talking Delta? I mean, Touch you know, list, or, I mean, are we, are we talking Kohler? Kohler? That's right. Look at uh, that. We both get to Kohler really fast. Yeah. I mean, the name brand established. The one thing I was a little disappointed though is there were no mentions or questions related to the famous hot dog gun, right? That he was oh, talking man. about, right? <laughs> Instead of the T-shirt cannons, I want to have a hot dog gun and fire them into the crowd. That was my best. That's what you're aiming into the urinal. <laughs> that's true that touche Frostburg touche <laughs> at Bolt's booth is where you find him uh, Rich Ornberger in for Jason Smith I'm Mike Harmon we turn our attention back to the franchise tag Lamar Jackson and the conversation that needs to be had it's the Kia summer sticker sales event so give your friends something to look at like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 